Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. We left off when John the Baptist was about ready to baptize Jesus. When we read here in today's account in Matthew chapter 3, beginning in verse 13, it reads, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? And John and Jesus answered and said unto him, Permit it to be so, for thus it's fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Once again, I certainly could understand John the Baptist, seeing Jesus now, you know, of course, he recognized him as being the Lamb of God, as being the anointed one and being the Messiah, one that he was the forerunner to. And so he says, why are you coming to me? And I think he was astonished that Jesus wanted to be baptized, but Jesus corrected him. He says, for righteousness' sake, he says, otherwise, this is the right thing for me to do. And I'd like to mention, I think it's so important for those pastors and leaders that are listening to this, that we pay attention to the, the example that Jesus has given us. That he wanted to set an example for those who would follow us, uh, the need to baptize, the, the need for us to uh, separate ourselves, identify with what baptism truly means to us, uh, of the putting away of the old man and identifying with the new man in Christ. And so Jesus was always setting an example for us to follow. May we set example to those that we have the privilege to oversee as pastors by the things that we do and the things that we say. And so John, Jesus was baptized, and it tells us in verse 16, he says, And when he was baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Again, Jesus doing the things that please the father. And here we see the father, father not only acknowledging what he's doing, but telling everybody that this is my son. This is the only, my only begotten son now whom I'm well pleased. But also we see how Jesus was obedient unto baptism for righteousness sake. But this is the beginning of his public ministry. And what do we see about his public ministry? How the Holy Spirit came upon him. How we, as we sent, sent out or as we do, as we sent out people from the church or, or we ourselves are involved in ministry in, in a, within our own daily life, how dependent we are and should be upon the work of the Holy Spirit within our lives. Because this Holy Spirit truly is the power that God has given to each and every one of us in order for us to accomplish the things that he would have us to do. It's almost like, can you imagine being told by your boss to make a delivery someplace and you get in your car and you turn it over and, and all of a sudden you check and you see the gas tank says empty. You go, well, I won't be able to accomplish what my boss would have me to do. Well, the same thing is with our lives, the things that God would have us to do. 
We need the power of the Holy Spirit to fill us, to, to be that fuel for us, actually, to, to move and to, to do the things that God wants to accomplish in our lives. My question is, is your tank empty? <laughs> and Paul talks about how we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and really there's that continuous feeling of God's Spirit. Well, how do you receive that feeling of the Holy Spirit? James, I think, is, says it so perfectly. He says, you have not because you ask not. And he says, let it, if you ask, let, let's make sure we ask in faith. And right now you say, well, Pastor Terry, I've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, and I don't know if I'm being filled with God's Spirit. Well, all you need to do is pray. Just bow your heart right now and say, Lord Jesus, please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Please empower me with your Holy Spirit as I just open my heart to you, that you might work the work that you want to do in my life. I don't want to run the show. Lord, would you please be Lord over my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And I believe that you prayed that prayer, the prayer of faith, that your life will change and you will be filled with God's Holy Spirit. You know the thing that's interesting right after Jesus was baptized and the heavens opened up. You know, so often who's waiting at the doorstep as soon as you have a time of victory? Satan. Because it tells us that immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, 40 days and tempted by Satan and was with the wild beasts and angels ministered unto him. Satan's always trying to hit us at our weakest point. In this case, Jesus being a man as he humbled himself and became a man for us. He suffered hunger. He, I'm sure he was weak at this point. Do you notice what it tells us there in Mark how the Spirit drove him? I like that picture, being driven by God. I pray that our church, where we go, Agape Chapel, would always, rather than being man-led, it would be spirit-led, that we'd be driven by God. In Mark's account, he says he was led by the Spirit. In Luke's account, it said, and Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. All three of them, are, are, I think, are so important to us that we are a church, we are ministries, we're believers that are being uh, driven by God's Spirit. Then each and every day, we're being led by God's Spirit. And thirdly, that we're filled with God's Spirit. And so we here we see Jesus out in the wilderness, out in the place, where did Satan came and tempted him? And it tells us in Luke's account in chapter 4, after he was very hungry, he had, he had eaten nothing. In verse 3, the devil said to him, If you're the Son of God, challenging him, of course, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered him and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. He says, Rather than concerning myself with my fleshly needs, which is real, that I'm hungry. He's confronting Satan with the Word of God. When you're tempted, one of the strongest tools that you can use is God's Word. That's why David, or the writer of Psalm 119, said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And so he says, I'm going to live not by bread alone. He says, I need bread, but that's not what's going to sustain me but every word of God. Otherwise, from Genesis to Revelation, there's not a bad verse in there. They're all good for us. 
And it then it tells us the devil taking him up on a high mountain, showing him all the kingdoms of the world in the m- moment of time. Can you imagine? He saw everything. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you in their glory, for this has been delivered to me. When, how, when was it delivered? Well, of course, in the garden of Eden, when man uh, gave up the right to the earth to Satan. He truly is the prince and the power of this world. He said, it was all given to me, and I will give it to you, give it to whomever I wish. Really, he says, it's my power to give to whoever. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours, everything. You can shortcut the cross. You don't have to go that way. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, Notice he uses the word of God again. You shall worship the Lord thy God, and him only should you serve. Out of Exodus chapter 20. Then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him in the pinnacle of the temple. And he said unto him, If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He shall give you angels charge over thee to keep you. And thy hands, they shall bear bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, it has been written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Three times he was tested, three times he was tempted, and three times he used the word of God for his defense. Now when the devil had ended, ended uh, every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Otherwise, this is not done yet. I, Satan's going to come at him again, and we'll see that as we go through the Gospels. Then Jesus returned, notice, returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in the synagogues, being glorified by all. So here, at the beginning of his ministry, as we'll see throughout, again, even through the most fiery, fiery trials, he was dependent upon the Word of God. And you see how he was filled with God's Spirit. I think that's vital for us, don't you? That we would be bathed in God's word. We'll say, Pastor Terry, I don't know how to do it. Well, I think you do it one day at a time. You read God's word. Maybe take the gospels. Just follow along with us day by day. Read a chapter. Read a paragraph. Read a whole book. (laughs) The other day, I don't necessarily do it all the time, but I found myself... Reading 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, 1 John, and James. I read all the epistles in a couple of days. I was having so much fun. As I was finding how it was just filling my heart with God's Spirit. Read a chapter, read a paragraph, and then be open to what God would have you to do this day. And so until next time, may God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.